Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Angela Vasquez about her wedding at Paradise Cove. And she had such a beautiful event at such a convenient location for someone who's looking to get married in the Walt Disney World vicinity, but maybe doesn't want to go through Disney, that I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned and pulled off her day. Welcome, Angela. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'd love to know right off the bat how you guys decided that you wanted to get married at Paradise Cove. Well, we actually had looked at several different venues, different areas of actual Walt Disney World was part of it. But really, once we found Paradise Cove, it fit very well into the budget. And to be quite honest, it allowed us to get a lot more for our money than you know, an on-site wedding would have with the budget that we had to work with. Plus, they had some really cool features. Their venue is so picturesque and so pretty, and we were able to have the reception right at the same location. And then my husband actually fell in love with the speedboat entrance. So for him, that was the only option. Ooh, what is the speedboat entrance? (laughs) Well, basically... They offer, it's well, it's a speedboat, and the groom and and typically the groomsmen get taken out on the boat a little bit before the ceremony is due to begin onto Lake Bryan. And then there's entry music that plays, you know, of of our choosing, which that was actually kind of funny because my husband chose the A-Team theme song, so (laughs) that was interesting. But they come in and they do this high speed kind of spin in front of the guests and then they they circle back in and then every, you know, all the guys get to jump off the boat and walk. That's how they make their entrance. So that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I take it the ceremony site is overlooking a lake. Are there choices of reception venue or is it pretty much you do everything right there on the lake? Well, the the reception area is actually a covered kind of like a pavilion, which it's quite large. I mean, they did a really good job at Paradise Cove making it feel cozy considering it was a, a destination wedding for us and we only had 25 guests. I was really concerned that it was going to feel too large because the inside of the pavilion is, I think they said 3,500 square feet. So for 25 people, it's kind of a lot of room to cover, but it was beautiful. And they do have different, uh, they had two different options for the ceremony. One was overlooking Lake Bryan, which is where we chose because it was underneath the the trees. I want to say, are they cypress trees, maybe? That sounds familiar. Um, Yeah, they, they just, they're gorgeous. Or they also have a a bit of a beach area there, which is actually where the boat pulled up onto. And you can choose to have your ceremony in the sand instead. I initially started off looking at their all-inclusive packages. um, But 
it seemed we're honestly we're this is both of our second marriage we're a blended military family so we definitely had a a defined budget that we had to stick to and so as i looked at the packages and then i started to compare it to me doing everything a la carte i actually found that i was able to get better pricing by doing it myself so we actually just paid for the the use of the venue which that ended up being about $1,800. And that included the ceremony area and the reception area and the speedboat, actually. That was part of it. The only thing that wasn't included, which was a bit of a surprise, was the they have like a bridal cottage where you can kind of get ready and spend the day with your girls. And I didn't find that out until the last minute that that was an extra three fifty. dollars so. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that we didn't end up doing that and I'm not sorry that we didn't only because for us it would have only been myself, my maid of honor, possibly my mom and an 8-year-old flower girl. So they said regardless of who you have in there or even if you just use it for an hour, it's still the same flat fee. So that was the only thing that I wasn't too happy about. Interesting. So it sounds like you had to find a lot of different vendors on your own. What types of vendors did you look for and how did you find them? Well, I actually did uh, everything by just doing my own research. I started off with Google and I relied heavily on Wedding Wire and The Knot and Wedding Bee and just kind of looked through a lot of different reviews and sent out different requests as far as, you know, the DJ, um, the baker, uh, the caterer, photographer. I mean, we, we literally did everything on our own. Wow. Not even a day of coordinator? No. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> was it, did it make you feel kind of frazzled and crazy or did you just enjoy the process so much so that it was just part of the fun? Well, I, I found that I really enjoyed the process. There was some issues that arose with the baker. I actually left the first one that I was with, and that was disappointing because they were very highly recommended. Their reviews were impeccable, but I don't know if they had just taken on too much work and my small wedding you know, just wasn't a priority. But then, unfortunately, even when I moved to another highly recommended baker, um, what was delivered to us, it looked like a kindergarten home economics project. It was embarrassing. Oh. Yeah. Did they give you any of your money back? or That was actually the funniest part because I think everything was so kind of whirlwind while I was there. You know, so much going on. I didn't have time to really notice how bad it was until I saw the photos. And so I, I just sent them a photo a side-by-side -side comparison of, of what I had sent them asking for and then what I received. And there was no argument. She immediately responded with, you're right, that is not our best work by any means. I'm so sorry for your horrific experience. I'm issuing you a full refund. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, but it, it helps. It's a Band-Aid, but it doesn't get you, right. you know, the image you had and so right then do you have any vendors you can recommend oh absolutely our dj was phenomenal 
He's been in, in business for over 20 years. It's Subsonic Events. And his name is Sean. He's actually the owner. And I, I can't speak highly enough of him. He did the music for our ceremony. He did the entertainment for our reception. He was very interactive. He kept us on track as far as timeline. Uh, he actually had a helper there that was even taking some photos. They did all of our decorating. So I had paper lanterns that needed to be hung inside the, the reception area. And it was a very high ceiling. I didn't really quite realize how high, but I think it was like 15 foot ceilings or something crazy. They showed up, they got everything decorated for me. He did games with us that kind of kept everyone engaged. The music was fantastic. I don't think we ever even had to tell him what to play. He never played a bad song. It was fantastic. He has different packages based on like how big the venue is how many guests you have. He kind of knew when I told him where we were going to have it and how many guests, what I would really need. He didn't push on me. He actually didn't even recommend like the up lighting and some of the additional add-ons that a lot of DJs were kind of trying to push at me. Hmm. He actually said that with as small as the wedding is, he could make it nice with a few lights without it seeming like I went over the top for something that was meant to be intimate. Interesting. And I can't get over the fact that he hung the lanterns for you. <laughs> Did you work with an outside florist or was that all you needed? I actually did a lot of the, well, every, all of the decorations <laughs> myself. Rather than doing flowers, I made pinwheels. Oh. I had mason jars, the larger mason jars, and painted the inside the coral color that was part of our, our color palette. And then I put lace. It was like a soft lace around the bottom. That's where I, I put the pinwheels is inside those. That's great. Um, but yeah, he, he did the paper lanterns. He helped set out all of the centerpieces, which it, it was basically a charger and it had the the mason jar, but then there were also like, I don't know, I must have had 50 tiny little votive holders that I had wrapped in lace that he placed and made sure were in the perfect spot. And then he filled, I had some floating candle holders that he filled with water and uh, made sure they were sat in the right place. And I made cherry pies essentially in little mason jars that for the favors for my guests and he took care of setting all of that out where it needed to be so he was I like I said I, I can't speak highly enough of him I was extremely impressed wow that is unheard of <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> so you mentioned that coral was one of your colors did you have a theme or add Disney touches we did. Uh, that's part of why the cake was such a disappointment. It was supposed to be up. I say touches of up because it wasn't anything over the top. Um, but what I had done with the cake was we had one small, I think it was a six inch for my husband and I to cut. And it was essentially the sky, I mean, it had three-dimensional clouds on it, and it, was, it itself was blue. It had balloons floating up off of it, and then the cupcakes that I had were supposed to have small heart-shaped balloons 
in fondant, it, it was, it's hard to describe, but it was really pretty and it, it really kind of touched on the up theme because our cake topper we had made custom and she I could highly recommend to uh, she's on Etsy it's Barb's clay magic and each one of us ended up holding something that we had chosen that was Disney themed so like I have a a Minnie Mouse like Mickey ears hat on my husband has it's holding his wedding shirt open with the Iron Man what's it called the the arc reactor on it oh, yeah. yeah my stepdaughter is holding a, a mickey ears balloon and an elsa doll my son has donald duck and then our oldest son has a, a lightsaber and it, it's phenomenal mm. I, I haven't i've gotten so many compliments on it because it's completely out of cured clay and now it's actually sitting on display in our home oh we didn't plan on it but i guess someone at the wedding knew and uh when they put our condiments out at each table, the pats of butter were put in Mickey ears, like little hidden Mickeys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, my garter was Iron Man because that's my, my husband's favorite, I guess you could say, character. <laughs> and then the lanterns were multicolored, um, and that's why we hung them as it was m- kind of meant to look like the balloons from, from the up house. Got it. That's cool. So then when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects where you focused most of your attention and your budget? I would say the one of, well, the most important to us was really the venue. He had had a wedding before. I had not, but he had no say in his original wedding. So it was kind of mutually important to us that it, it was kind of a reflection of both of us. So we really kind of looked at everything together and Paradise Cove was kind of the perfect fit. It was the one that both of us were like, wow, that, that place is, is awesome. So that really, a large chunk of our budget went to that. Um, it was important to me that we had a good DJ because, you know, if you don't have a good one that really knows how to, to pull your guests together and to keep the energy going especially with a wedding as small as ours was, it could have really fallen apart kind of quickly. So that was definitely important. And the food. That is one other vendor that I would definitely recommend. We used John Michael Events. And I, I have to say the food was impeccable. They worked with our budget. I have celiac disease. And so they were very familiar with it. I didn't have to, you know, some some of the, well, caterers and even bakers, some of the ones that I would talk to, they weren't really familiar with celiacs. And so they didn't really have a, as many options. Some of them just couldn't do it at all. They had a ton of options and we had so many leftovers. I mean, we had food for days and it was so good that a lot of our guests actually took leftovers home. They asked for it. So then what aspects were less important to you where you maybe saved some money or some time? Probably the least important, I would say transportation. We had considered doing the limo and then we had considered doing a classic car. And Paradise Cove actually even offers a speedboat exit, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of neat. 
we could have, you know, basically our send off would have been our guests seeing us off in the boat and then they do a few laps around Lake Bryan and by the time they bring us back, all of the guests have left. The more that we saw what it was going to cost, you know, for the, the fancy transportation we figured in reality, we would probably get very little benefit ultimately from it. So we didn't. <laughs> we just used our vehicles. And I can honestly say nobody noticed the difference. This one's probably going to sound funny. But my other thing that was really least important or one of the less important was my dress. I, I knew exactly what I wanted. There were certain dresses that I had looked at. One I had fallen in love with. It was a Martina Liana dress. And I think actually there's a, I had just seen one of the girls in, in the bride's group got it and it's gorgeous. But again, when we were looking at budget, we had to consider certain things. So I got very lucky and happened to find a bridal shop in Kentucky that was going out of business. And they had the dress that I ended up with, which was a T-length Maggie Sotero from her destination collection, which I mean that it's even discontinued. It happened to be in my size because she only had one and it was marked down to $325. Wow. So yeah, it was I'll say phenomenal luck because I absolutely loved my dress. But budget-wise, when I had to look at the grand scheme of things, I had even looked at doing, well, they call them the knockoff sites, you know, the sites where they show the pictures of the designer gown and, you know, they try to replicate it. Right. But luckily, because I saw so many horror stories, I've also seen some success stories, but I was really worried about it. And luckily, I didn't have to go that far. But I would say, really, those are the only two things that I could say weren't as important as everything else. I think um, everything else with the research that I did, we just got really lucky because with our DJ, as much as he did for us, he only charged us, I want to say 800 maybe 750 hmm. We added the decorating after, which it wasn't a a service that he advertised as, as offering, but he was so accommodating. I mean, anything you asked of him, he was like, yeah, we can totally do that. So, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, he was there for the full four hour event. Our photographer, I came across her by sheer luck as I was looking into different uh, photographers. Um, that was really a shock to me just because I've never had a reason to really know how much a, a wedding photographer would necessarily charge and so most of them were completely out of our budget even though their work was amazing um so I found Jesse Giles and uh she just simply goes by Jesse Giles photography and I have to say she she did a fantastic job she really I'd have to say kind of captured what we were looking for the the Pictures aren't overly posed or overly dramatic, um, but they absolutely captured our personality and they, they really are beautiful. And she only charges $500 for 
Yeah, for the the full four hours. So, but she too offers additional services. I mean, she offers to have additional photographers with her. She does videography. She she has a lot of different options too. Just like our DJ, it's it's like they they had much larger options and packages, but it's like they were willing to listen to what we actually needed and kind of create something for us that worked with our budget. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now, did you add any other events to your day, like a dessert party or do a bridal tea or a welcome party? The guys went and played golf. We stayed at Old Key West. So the boys went and played golf that morning on site. And it was supposed to be myself, uh, my maid of honor, and my mom to go and get pedicures and manicures at the Senses Spa. Unfortunately, that morning uh, at about four o'clock, I got a phone call from my maid of honor that they had missed their flight. We live in Delaware, and um, her husband, which was our best man, unfortunately couldn't get off work. And so basically, as soon as he got off work, caught a couple hours of sleep, and then the intention was to leave for the airport and fly out, and they should have arrived in Orlando at 8.30 in the morning. Well, Southwest could not get them on any other flight, so they eventually had to pay for entirely new airfare through U.S. Air. Mm. And they didn't... My maid of honor did not get there until hair and makeup was already there. So my mom and I did still go and do manis and petties while the boys played golf, which was fun. But yeah, things things got a little upside down there for us. Wow. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think everything really came together so beautifully. It really is hard to choose a favorite, but our ceremony, it was more memorable than I probably would have expected. Our guests and and even our best man and maid of honor commented on how beautiful the ceremony was. Our officiant from Valser Forever, his name's Tom, the way that he put together the readings and the prayers. And then when we were reading our vows, um, we also did a a family blending ceremony where we gave each child a bracelet that was engraved. And then we did a, a family blending sand ceremony with all five of us. And just the things that he said, and it was, it was just really beautiful. Yeah, that that was absolutely my favorite part. Oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? The cake. (laughs) Yes, the cake. Yeah, the cake. I mean, even beyond the, the horrible appearance, we didn't even know if it had gotten delivered. It was dropped off in a an office somewhere. The delivery driver never let anyone know that it had arrived. I had chosen several flavors and we had had a very specific conversation that um, the flavors were chosen based on the majority of the guests' uh, preferences. And so I was told that there would be labels and they would be decorated, you know, the, the wrappers and everything to identify what was what. And unfortunately, none of that happened. So, yeah, the, the cake was definitely a, a negative, I guess you could say. 
Well, it sounds like you're due for a fabulous Disney anniversary cake. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Probably the decor. I think I focused on that probably more so than anything else just because I was doing it myself. I had started off by ordering the pinwheels from a vendor on Etsy and very specific conversation. That's, I guess the one thing is I'm very detail oriented. So I was, I was very specific with each vendor, what I was looking for, when I would need it, if it's possible, you know, very, tried to be very thorough. Two months went by and they never arrived. I got no response from her. Um, until I went through Etsy to get a refund, I got no response. And at that point, that was very upsetting because I thought for sure that my centerpieces and my, my decor was, were going to be ruined because that was the main focus. But honestly, I, I think probably worrying about how centerpieces are going to look and how you know the aisle runner is going to look, that was probably the... I hate to say it, but the silliest thing to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) And then was there anything you know now, besides obviously the cake disaster, which how could anybody have predicted that, but is there anything that you do know now that you wish you'd known then? Yes. Have a hair and makeup trial. (laughs) Even if it's a destination wedding, I would absolutely advise make time to have it, even if, you know, you have to take, time because for us I didn't because we were spending the days in the parks before the wedding to me that would have been something that would would have been worth the time I had chosen to use airbrush makeup and I I was not familiar with it but I was told that it's the best thing to use in high humidity it stays put for me unfortunately it didn't actually while she was putting it on it cracked off of my face and she had to kind of spray it back on. I wonder, because I know a lot of makeup artists don't want to pay for real airbrush makeup. And so I've heard one of the horror stories is that they just water down regular makeup. And I wonder if that's what was going on. You know, and I heard that after my wedding and I would absolutely believe it because I can tell you, I would say my worst investment even with the cake debacle, because I will at least say the cupcakes tasted good. So <laughs> to be fair, the, the food, it, the important part, it did actually taste good. But with hair and makeup, that was my worst investment. The makeup was scrubbed off of my face by my friends by, I can't even tell you, five minutes into dinner. Wow. I did not realize that she had airbrushed over a portion of my lip, so I looked like I had none. (laughs) These are all things you notice when you get the pictures and you're like, what is wrong with my face? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, she she had airbrushed off part of my lip. I didn't realize that when you cry with airbrush, there is no kind of smudging that away. It is a clean line right through your face. When some of my guests were greeting us as we started the reception, thankfully, my childhood best friend told me that I looked like a broke porcelain doll. Oh! Um, (laughs) It had literally started cracking off of my face. 
And so that's why uh, one of the girls went and got baby wipes and we just sat in there and scrubbed it off. (laughs) And unfortunately, my hair, I I sent pictures of soft, romantic looks and um, exactly what I wanted. And I sent her pictures of my hair beforehand to see if it was even feasible. She said it was not a problem. And instead of getting soft and romantic, it was it was a bulletproof vest. Um, it was slicked to my head. I can't even explain to you what was supposed to be going on in the back of my head. It, it, I don't know if it was curls. I, it was awful. Oh. It was awful. So yeah, I would, I would say to anyone who's going to go through making the investment of, of having hair and makeup to definitely have the trial because otherwise it, it, I feel like I wasted my money because I didn't get at all what I was hoping for and I could have done better myself, at least in my eyes, because it would have looked the way I had wanted. Right. So do you have any tips for those who might be considering getting married at Walt Disney World but choosing a location that's off-site like you did? When it comes to doing off-site, I would definitely, in my opinion, after looking at all the different venues, Paradise Cove was my favorite. It had that beachy Florida feel, especially if you do it in the evening. I would absolutely recommend if you're going to do Paradise Cove because they do they do have daytime weddings, but the evening weddings, our wedding started at 6, and it was in June, so I wasn't sure how that was going to work out, if it was still going to be super bright outside, but it was the perfect time of day. It's The sun had started to come down a little bit. There was this breeze because we were on the lake. It it was amazing. But the one thing I would say is if you can afford a planner, it's worth maybe having them look at different vendors individually like I did. Or even if you can't afford a planner and you don't mind doing the work yourself, it really helped us a lot budget-wise to, to just kind of do our own research and we really found a great group of people that did a fantastic job for us. That's great. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? We shared some photos on the Disney Brides Diary Facebook group. That's really the only place that I have shared them at this point. But I had been considering also kind of putting a page together for folks who aren't necessarily on Facebook that that could also see it because we were just, well, really that pleased with, with how things went, considering I planned everything from a thousand miles away and everything came together so beautifully. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for someone who's looking for an alternative to a Disney's fairy tale wedding, a way to have a beautiful ceremony close to Disney at a reasonable price. So I appreciate your sharing your story. Well, thank you, Carrie. Thank you for inviting me to do this. It was fun. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, 
Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.